uh, welcome, 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 everyone. If uh, you guys wouldn't mind um, coming on camera for a little bit, just helps me be able to see um, if everybody's following me, um, if I've really put everybody to sleep, um, who's being hygienic, who do I need to reach out to, to wonder about, like, you know, or you, should I be concerned about you? Um, you know, all those, like, fun things. Um, Ravi, I love, I love the beach background. Hey. Ravi is hey. just hey, moving out there that he doesn't care at all about stress anymore in life. <laughs> Good morning. That's correct. <laughs> Into it. He's like, I want you guys to be as relaxed as I am right now. Um, here's a visual Xanax for you. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great to see you, Brendan, not, Julie. Not, not really that um, you know, free. I mean, I'm in a lot of stress, but you know, at least I'm trying to show my face. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. Well, Thank I you. appreciate you coming on uh, camera, Robbie. Helps me feel like we got a good community here and getting every be able to see all you beautiful people. Um, into it is awesome. Um, great guys. So today, um, one of the things that we'd be teeing up over the past like few times that I've been popping into the meetings was trying to get um, a, a clearer vision for us about, you know, what is it going to look like us moving forward together as a community? And how can we really make this community and these group meetings like the very highest possible uh, value um, that they can be? Um, so some of the things that we had talked about in our last group meeting was about like three critical components that we saw. That one is if we had an opportunity for intentional connection, um, that being able to expand our network and being able to have uh, strong relationships with each other and with other investors uh, would be paramount. Second thing that we saw is like learning how to execute and plan better. That you know, it's great to be able to have all the knowledge in the world, but are we, are we really driving the ball forward with acting on all of the knowledge that we have and how can we learn how to do that better? And I shared with you guys a little bit about the Royal Life Planner um, that I had put together, which is the collection of the most um, advanced execution tools and techniques um, that I've run across in uh, the last 15 years of studying um, high achieving people and put that together for everybody um, for us to have a jumping off point. And then our third was going to be around deal analysis and how are we going and getting into a place where we say, hey, are we looking at deals together? Um, and the piece of homework that I left everybody with last time, um, it was about um, deciding on the fact of like of all the deals, the types of deals that we could look at, that the first place in our discussion around deal analysis would be, hey, where are, where are going to be the new opportunities? Where are going to be the new opportunities for us coming up in the next economic cycle? Do we think that's going to be in like a commercial space? Do we think it's going to be inside of notes? Do you think it's going to be inside of land? Um, perhaps you think it's going to be inside of single family homes. Maybe you're thinking that it's like a single family home that I can buy with the existing indebtedness intact because uh, that way I can take advantage of those cheap mortgage rates with the existing indebtedness on there. And maybe I need to VRBO it after I set that up to be able to increase incomes. Whatever are those strategies, like what's going to be that play that we see is coming up in the next economic cycle he says, hey, well, this is where we believe the opportunity is going to be. So let's start getting really good about how to look at deals and building deal flow in preparation for what we believe is going to be um, the next economic cycle, right? Does that make sense? We have to think about the future. We have to make a plan for it. We have to learn some tools and skill sets of how we're going to plan for it to take advantage of it to make a ton of money whenever that comes up for us, right? So Ken is going to help us into breakout groups. Um, Here's what I like, uh, I would uh, ask or suggest um, of how to make the best time out of your breakout time together. Um, what I suggest that you do is, is cover off on like three, th three major things, like, or four things. 
like your name, who you are, like where you're from, right? Those are pretty basic. Um, you can also cover and then say in here too is what do you uh, what do you need help with, right? And um, how can you how do you like to help other people, right? So one is a request and the other one is like an offer, right? Of like here's how I typically find that I show up in people's lives to be able to help them and and uh, impact them. Separately from that introduction piece, the critical piece I'd like you guys to talk about is what is going to be the asset classes? What's the strategy? What are the things that we need to talk about like here as a group um, coming back in of where is our thinking about what is the right asset classes or strategy for the next economic climate? So you have like your four major topic areas of how to introduce yourself and how to like that's that's our tool skill set of how do you actually develop an intentional network is sharing on those four levels. Um, the next piece that we have is going to be like, where is the economic opportunity? Where is the opportunities coming up in the next economic cycle for us as real estate investors? And then what I'd like you to do is to select a person from your group. We're going to call them a reporter. And what that reporter is going to do is when we all come back in the group, I'm going to say, all right, reporters, raise your hands. And then they're going to all click the raise their hand button. And then I'm going to call on the reporters and the reporter is going to report back for us what the group's beliefs were about the op economic opportunity around like where was, where do they think the real estate investing is gonna go, okay? So you have your introduction to each other prompts. You got your discussion about where the opportunities are and the next economic cycle. Then you got your third, which is select a reporter. I'm gonna tell the reporters to all raise their hand when they come back into the made group. And then I'm gonna call and talk to each of them so we can pull in the crowdsource wisdom. All right, you guys look all like you got it and that uh, I <laughs> that you totally have it. Gilbert has the face of confidence and the smile and the guile of a, a small child about to stick his hand in the cookie jar. I love it. All right, guys, um, let's go ahead and break out into the breakout groups here and get it. Everybody. So if you were one of your leaders of your group or one of the reporters of your group that you got to be the lucky selected person to be able to speak in front of everybody, please feel free to go ahead and raise your hand. If your group didn't select one, then it's time for you to have a mad panic inside of the chat room to talk to each other about who is going to be the reporter as we come out of it. So cool. All right, Brendan, we'll go ahead and kick it off with you. So we um, tell us what do you have to report back for us out of your group? All right, so I met with Ravi and Connie, and we figured it all out. We know the future. We know what the next cycle is coming up with, and we know what not. to This is uh, amazing. I was hoping you guys would invent a crystal ball. In fact, I had every confidence that you would. Yeah, but of course, that, that would be too much privileged information to release to uh, you know this... Uh, this group at this time. So I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of our, our thoughts. Um, you know, so we, we actually do have a little bit of uncertainty about what the, um, what the future will bring. Um, but we all do think that, uh, that there will continue to be a lot of opportunities in, in real estate. Um, Connie has, has recently um, you know, deployed 
uh, her her cash position to get it into a short term Airbnb rental. Um, she sees that as as a way to keep that cash working for her over over the next couple of years. Um, Ravi is recovering from a, a couple, uh, you know, tough tenant situations that he's he's had this year, um, but he is really looking forward to doing some more um, acquisition. He thinks that rates are are going to stay high for a while and builders are going to get more aggressive in in dropping prices. And so he's really looking um, for, for that um, and kind of thinking that around, um, around March might be a good time for him. Um, he's he's willing to pay uh, some higher interest rates for a few years and you know as long as the deal pencils out uh, looking forward to refinancing you know when and if interest rates um, you know drop drop back down a bit um, you know for uh, me and my partner you know we're continuing to operate the the properties we have we're repositioning some of them and trying to get them all uh, rent it up and such and are you doing long-term rentals brendan are you guys doing short and long together or? uh we do all all long-term rentals okay um, you know the the short-term rentals have have had some some appeal but it's not in our lane and so we we haven't gotten into it yet uh ravi was real interested in um in connie's experience and and how she learned uh you know about doing short-term rentals. Um, she mentioned, uh, you know, some some um, uh, some individual she's following that has put together some YouTube uh, Airbnb University uh, videos or something. I don't know exactly the 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 names of it. Cool. Um, maybe kind that's, of. That's good to know. Though. That's a good like flag, right? We're thinking about like. Potentially short-term rentals uh, could be like a place for us. We might actually know who like might be some coaches or other resources we would have that we could pull their information into the community. Um, I love that. Thank, thanks, Brendan, for, yeah. for all and this that, stuff. I that made me think, you know, yeah, I'm interested in it too. That might be something that would be good for this group to, to dig into is, you know, how to, you know, if a lot of us are interested in that, maybe some, some presentation or, or more, in in-depth uh thing on short-term rentals cool yeah well let's we'll keep let's keep talking to everybody here reporting in and we'll figure out where where do we have some energy coming into here gilbert what what do you got for me here bud all right um so i was in the group with uh nestor and cheryl and so we got to talk a little bit um we we, we started thinking about you know what opportunities could be could be out there we kind of think the market uh, you know, everybody talks uh, doom and gloom about the market coming crashing, but I, I don't. I think it's just me more of a stabilizing. It might, you know, come down some, uh, but and it, and it's starting to, but uh, it's probably just going to stabilize with the interest rates. Uh, people still have to, you know, move and some need to sell out of necessity and stuff. So, what kind of opportunities come up? We talked that uh, as an investor, we're probably, you know, more focused on. Uh, uh, maybe trying to get some owner financing deals or uh, subject to deals. Uh, so we, like you mentioned, keep the lower interest rates if possible. Um, uh, are helping people stay in their houses too, even though they they don't uh, they give up ownership, but but at least to stay in their 
uh, proper homes right now, if that's what they wish, and kind of help them through that uh, with the equity they have in their houses. Uh, could be some opportunities for investors to do that, sort of like a, a reverse type mortgages. Um, and so that's what, pretty much how, how far we got on. And most of us are kind of working on, on longer term deals and not quick turnaround things right now. So, uh, you know, I, I'm working on stabilizing our property and it's it's still going to be another two years probably. So. Oh, I see. So, you, so for a lot of you guys right now, it's like, hey, we're not in really heavy like deal acquisition phase. We're really just trying to stabilize like what it is that we got into it. Okay, cool. Um, I guess the, the giant question mark in my mind is also is always going to be around is there capital that's not being motivated? Well, anytime I hear that, that's always like my number one thing. And I was like, well, is capital sitting on the sidelines? Is this what's going on right now? We're focused on one thing that we're not moving the money but that'll be a deeper discussion as we'll get into it over uh, over time but thank you gilbert um coming in reporting on that cool um chris what did you guys get in y'all's group hello 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 howdy howdy um, howdy howdy so what did we get into um well uh, a few things one um uh, it was me, Maria, and, and Robert, and uh, Robert and know each other well, and we kind of probed Maria uh, for what she was doing, and uh, a good nugget I got from her was that she is having you know, success with sending out, uh, sending out letters uh, uh, to potential sellers, and you know, typically something like that has a very, very low return rate, but she has a couple of things that she does that really increased uh, interests. And one is that he makes the letter very personal. Um, she was looking for something, I believe it was for her, uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Maria, I might butcher this, but it, I think it, uh, it was, I think for your daughter and, and her husband, uh, you know, in, 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 in another area. Is that right, Maria? It's kids in college. Kids in college. Okay. Thank you. Um, but it was a very personal letter. Uh, and, and I think we all gravitate toward something that doesn't look like mass marketing. And the more you can develop the trust and hear a story that you can relate to, maybe the more you're willing to, to trust and deal with somebody. And then number two, she was dealing with a, a tertiary market. Um, I predominantly deal with primary and somewhat secondary markets. And there, people are just getting blasted with all kinds of marketing. But if you're working with a tertiary market that you know well, or know you know pretty well, or you're willing to get to know better, uh, the amount of marketing that individuals get is significantly less. So if you know the market and your letter is really personal, you're going to have a response can, rate that's a lot higher. Can you explain higher. that really quick, um, Chris, about the difference between primary, secondary, and tertiary markets? Just for anybody else that doesn't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 very, I mean, it, it would be like I, I predominantly uh, work, uh, or I have a very big push in one of my um, markets is Tampa. Tampa, Florida is by far a primary market. Uh, lots of investors there. A lot of people live there. Uh, anybody who's, you know, there's just tons of marketing that's flowing into that direction, tons of interest in that area. But, you know, if you go, you know, outside of Tampa to, to smaller towns, um, and, and like, for instance, Columbus, Ohio, you might be considered primary, but probably more of a secondary market. Um, and then you go outside of towns, outside of, you know, any in any major metropolis area outside of there, you know, you have other areas that might be considered uh, tertiary, maybe secondary, but more often tertiary. So really just smaller in terms of population, 
smaller in terms of um, uh, amount of employers, uh, but you know, you can have very fruitful growing areas, but just not as much attention as these big primary areas. Cool. Yeah. So when we talk about like tertiary areas where I understand what you're talking about is say, hey, look for those like small towns that are having like increased population, increased standard of living, have a like a high average um, like net worth or net salary into there. So, you know, hey, this is a nice area that's growing probably somewhere between 30 to 45 minutes outside of a major city. Otherwise, it's just like a smaller population underneath like maybe 500,000 people or something like that. Right. And if you grew up there, school there, have kids there, or you just have some kind of edge where you know the area, um, th th then you could be in a much better position. Now, you could also, there's a bit of bias and you might think, oh, it's so great, but it's really not. So you got to be careful with your own personal biases, but uh, it can certainly give you a leg up and it's certainly a lot less marking towards people. So, uh, and if you maybe you're visiting it because you've got relatives there, you've got a reason to go. Uh, so uh, don't ignore those those market if you find Ooh, or a tax write off there. for your vacation. You know, you can always 100%. take a vacation to a, an area that you want to go to. Uh, make sure you meet with some professionals on either side of it, and the whole thing is a tax write off, which is a beautiful thing. Absolutely, Great. my favorite way to scout real estate in Hawaii. I do it every year. That's I, that's what I do. That's what I do. I've got, I've got property on the on Hawaii. That's where we go. You know, once or twice a year. Uh, I always so meet Bob when I'm out there and I go say, hey, Bob, show me some properties real quick. Let's grab a cup of coffee. And then cool. All right, cool. That was a business meeting. I need to fly all the way out here for it's fantastic. So I, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that, Scott, but I, I will say that, um, and I do that still with a lot of areas too, but totally legit. I mean, I do fix, I I've got three fix and flips going on over there right now. Uh, yeah. and I, I partnered with a guy, I literally met who rent me a car. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, love I, I, I love doing that because it's just another reason to write things off. Yeah, that's right. They scout out these places. Maybe that's what I'm learning is I get maybe some more vacations, check out some more tertiary markets, see what's niche out there. Good, like not so bad. Awesome. Thank, thanks, Chris. Let's talk to Julie. Julie, what do you got for us? Hi, I was uh, with Katrina, Katie and Paul. Katrina mm -hmm. was, uh, is in Northern California and she is a foreclosure counselor and she is looking for opportunity to start investing. Uh, her strength is she's really good at connecting with people. Um, and then Katie is in Austin, Texas. Um, she has done a few renovations and she is focused uh, on single family and small multifamily. Her strength is uh, at creative deals and she's looking for opportunities to do sub two and seller finance. Paul cool. is in California, um, but he invests in Florida and Texas because he doesn't like the, the environment in California and the tax in California. Uh, he has been using the Delaware DST trust structure. Uh, he has been with uh, Royal Legal for three to four years. Um, he has a few rentals and syndications. He's also look looking for off-market deals, sub two and seller finance. I am operating in California um, and my strength is also in creative deals and I also enforce judgments. So uh, my uh, view of the upcoming opportunity is also in seller finance, subject to uh, rep, mortgage, whatever you can do. So I, I think the common theme of our group is uh, creative deals. And, and that 
that brings up um, the topic uh, Scott mentioned about uh, analyzing deals because when you want to go creative, you can't use the typical cookie cutter 20% down and then the rest will, will do a bank loan. Um, and then creative deals can be structured in any possible way you can imagine. So the devils are in the details. And if we can get together, uh, analyze some deals, and we can understand each other's point of view, how to structure those deals and take advantage of the opportunities. Awesome, Julie. Thanks. Thanks for that. So what I was picking up from yours is that that the subject to um, subject to or seller financing seems to be yes. the place um yeah. that your group was identifying and i'll just do a quick recap for everybody on here and so that way anybody can like check me on saying like am i did i miss anything that seems crucial um that you guys picked up that i didn't but here's what i heard out of like out of a just from like brendan gilbert chris and julie shared is that um one julie's was seemed to be pretty straightforward right it's like hey we think it's going to be in subject to um we think that because interest rates are going to be so high that it, like the, the real there's another piece of value which is being able to get the low the cheap bank money staying in place onto the property is actually part of the value of the asset that we want to try to go after um i was learning from chris today um and chris i guess through maria um that Chris was and let us know. It's like, hey man, if we're looking in primary and secondary markets, it's too hammered. There's too many people, too many players are inside of that market, um, which means it's probably too competitive, right? For us to really play in, that we might want to start looking into like what our tertiary markets look like and what would be good criteria for tertiary markets for places that maybe we don't even know. But we'd say like, hey, when it meets these types of data points that might tell us that that's a good tertiary market to check out maybe do like a little royal legal solutions mastermind vacation retreat or something like that out there to go cruise around and check out some properties that maybe we have identified who knows right but anyway nuts and bolts are we got to like maybe look at tertiary markets maybe then like there's other people in the group too that actually know how do we get good access to tertiary markets then like maybe it's like direct mail campaigns or these other like skill sets that are pretty straightforward, um, but are um, that work. I think that those are are essentially uh, Maria might be doing. What I'm hearing is Maria is doing something that's like a more personalized technique that like wholesalers will do, right? So maybe there's something in there that says, "Hey, we really need to learn about like how are wholesalers operating, so that way we can know how do wholesalers like target like a tertiary market to be able to find people that are wanting to sell properties that are subject to." Um, and that, and if I layer that in with something I learned from Brendan um, and Connie, I says, well, maybe there's actually two different revenue models that we can price these out as. We can either say it's like a subject to that we require for like a long-term rental, or we can try to reposition it and say, well, how would this perform underneath a short-term rental market? And say, great, well, that gives us the asset flow, but then two different types of rev models that we'd be able to come out with, with either, with any asset that we could potentially find. So that that's what I picked up, and I that was the big learning I think I had from hearing from everybody. Is there anything there that I missed, or any other um, nuances or pieces of information that we think is critical to highlight from the learning that we just experienced from the group? No. Go, you guys make me feel so smart, like I just absolutely kill it on these like summaries and whatnot. So thank you for that. You know, it's it's always nice to have a little bit of an ego onto it. Um, 
But no, really, it's it's actually such a pleasure for me to sit here and actually just be able to learn um, about like what you guys are all thinking, because this is uh, very similar to um, what I was thinking. And I'm actually really, I bet we're just at the surface of what are all the skill sets we currently have um, that uh, comes into um, what would be needed here. So so how, how, how do we do this next, guys? So that... I think we're at the point of the discussion where we where we have to like sit down and say like, is this is this the play, thing that we want to focus on, right? Because we can only really pick one. If we're going to do deal analysis, we're going to say like, listen, we're going to actually learn an investment model as like a section of what we're doing. Um, is this is this the one we're going to do? So maybe we um, sit with that for a second right? And say, hey, does this make sense? The stuff that I summarized, does that seem like a logical theory of stuff that I would, me as a group member, would want to learn more about and would want to teach about on like whatever levels of the components are that I have like strengths on into it. And when I find those to be valuable, um, let's sit on that and think about that between this section and next section, uh, next session. What I want to show you guys a little bit is like a recap of a slide deck that Liz actually helped me put together to help tee it up even more clearly about um, the evolution of the group. So that way we can all be on the same page of like, hey, this is the zooming back out to the 10,000 feet up. What are we really, um, what's going to be important for us to look at here? Okay, cool. Um, so this is the slide deck that Liz um, had put together for us. It's just called like shaping our community and how to get the most of our time here together. This is what we talked about here. So like intentional connection. Um, these are what we talked about here is like it's sharing your name, your asset classes and number of assets you want. So that way people can get a feel for like where are you at in the investment. These are all optional, right? If you want to share at this level. Um, what you need help with. So this is like your request from the community or request for like saying like, hey, this is what I need help with right now. So if somebody else is strong at that area, they could reach out to you to um, say, hey, I can help you with that. And then what do you have the offer to contribute as a gift to the community? And saying like, this is what I can give back to the community. These are the skill sets that I'm bringing to the table that are like specific that would say like, oh, cool. Um, what you want to to target in this kind of sharing with other people is that when they have a particular problem that they know like, oh, I need to go to Gilbert for that. I need to go to Julie for that. Like I already know that if I end up with like a judgment issue that I already know to go to Julie. Why? Because Julie, every single time Julie has this opportunity to share about what she does, it's here's the assets that I'm into and here's what I'm doing in real estate. And this is how I help other people in real estate that are investors, right? So you want something that's like that because you want people to be attracted to your superpower of whatever your superpower is going to be. And so that's like when you're offering is like, hey, this is my gift to the community. It's like, I can help out like in this thing. So Maria might be like, I'm absolute killer about like how to write, um, how to write these letters for direct mail, like direct mail campaigns and like how that works, right? Um, so cool. So, and one of the ways that I've seen people do this intentional connection also is just sharing it in the chat, right? In the very beginning of each call, they just like copy and paste, like, here's my quick bio. So that way when you're scrolling in the chat and everybody's joining the call, they can look through and say like, oh, who's here? Who needs help with what? You know, what are the people here like? You know, oh, I got this issue scrolling through, like who can help me with that, right? Um, so then we would go and say, cool, now that we have all that information there in the chat as part of like our intentional connection, we want to go into our breakout rooms and, you know, introduce ourselves to each other so we can have like a conversation about any of those things that are in point 1A. 
um, but also like we'll have like a topic, right? Something that's actually like a discussion topic. So it can be um, like today it was about like, hey, what do we think like the next asset classes are going to be, right? But it could really just be anything that just allows you to be able to talk and have that kind of um, low stress, but high value kind of conversation um, that is about like real stuff, right? Stuff that's actually important, you know, to you, right? Um, and there too is like the more sharing that you do, the more authentic and vulnerable you can be, the, the tighter the relationships you're going to form with other people. So um, you'll want to keep that like top in mind with the kind of sharing that you're doing in those groups. As the last part of intentional connection is what I'm calling is like, this is where it evolves into. So your first, your 1A is just how do you do the very basics of even showing up and telling people who you are. B is like, here's how actually I'm going to go talk to somebody at all about something that's real so they can get a feel for me. And then uh, C is where you're looking to say, hey, I want to develop a mastermind. And so like your mastermind is your group of like three to four people that are like you with the same initiatives or objectives that you have that you jive with, right? It's kind of like you, these are like your partners in crime, right? These are the people that you have as like a really small group and they help guide you, hold you accountable to the things you say you're going to do. Um, and, um, and what you want to be looking for the people in your mastermind are people that are on the same path you are, right? So it's the people that already have or are looking to have the same thing that you that you want, right? Ideally, it's people that already have something that you want. And so by spending the time with them inside of a small group, you're going to pick up more of the tips, tricks, insights, et cetera, that gives you into that. So you can see here, guys, I was saying like between A, B, and C, it's here's the basics of showing up on part A and sharing information about like who you are, what do you have to offer, and what do you need? B is around like, how do you actually have a conversation with other people? And C is how can you work your way into forming such a tight relationship that you form a little mastermind pod? And I know some of the people, group members in here are already starting to do that, right? And lo and behold, right? It's the more successful members of this group, right? Are the ones that are already forming mastermind pods without even having it as a prompt. Okay, so number two is the elite execution. And so that's like studying, taking a section of our time to just study the pieces, um, sections of the Royal Life Planner. I'm envisioning this only being like a 10 to 10 minute or so like snippet um, out of what we do. And it's really just to remind ourselves of the tools that we could or should be using and the impacts of those tools that help us uh, plan, execute, and drive forward um, on a you know daily, weekly, monthly basis, right? So we will always have like the skill sets for execution and the skill sets for success and time management and top of mind for us. Um, and then the part three is like the, the education, right? <clears throat> this is where like we're developing like our group around, you know, how are we going to go after um, upskilling our group around these types of investment opportunities that we had talked about here today, doing community deal analysis, potentially having members of the group come up and say, hey, like, I'm going to present a deal given like the parameters that we have, like what's the rubric of how we crunch the numbers, what's our due diligence checklist, et cetera. And then that way the community with the group member, right, we're working on it together, right? We're all upskilling together and working on stuff together. It's not about who's like right or wrong or who's smart or who's not smart, right? It's just about like facilitating everybody's like learning and accountability to say, hey, we all need to be reviewing deals because it's reviewing deals is what makes you money in real estate investing. And then if we find gaps or anything that's along the way, what we'll do is we'll invite, we'll use um, the Royal Legal Solutions Network and Tammy to be able to go find those experts and bring them in to do any like group um, uh, guest speaking or something like that. Like whatever way we need to pull in information from outside of the group and drop it into the group for any gaps that we have, 
um, RLS will then go seek that out if we don't have it internally. If we have it here just inside of our team or inside of the community, then great. Um, this is a, uh, um, a uh, word smattering, I forget what they're called, but it's where of what we heard from the last meeting of what we thought was most um, important um, to the um, uh, to the community. And so like keywords that like jumped out at me in there is like, hey, the community like gives us like inspiration. That's where we learn about the super uh, powers. It's where we like, um, you know, we formalize our approaches where we get to share our experiences with each other. So we, you know, have, we can learn from each other's experiences um, where we can, you know, deal that, um, you know, uh, vet some deals together and, you know, take the appropriate risks, have the right amount of risk tolerance. So we're thinking for a schedule, is that we'd have like two sessions per month where we're doing um, the rubric development for like the due diligence and the financial analysis development until those until we say, hey, cool, we we feel like we got that uh, dialed in. Um, then at least one session per month where we're actually going through a deal, either that as like a group or as like an individual member who is presenting a, a deal. Um, have one session a month about uh, talking about like a best deal or a bad beat. Right. So this is actually has to do with if you've ever listened to the Real Estate Nerds podcast that I did, I did like about 100 episodes. It was based around this concept of like, where do we learn the most from other people as we're is looking is talking to them about like, you know, what was your mindset around your best deal or your worst deal? Right. Um, and so it's good to hear those because those remind us about giving us like road barriers or flags on the road about like, say, hey, am I am, am I mentally on the right path or am I mentally on the wrong path? Right. So you find that there's like there's um, some throughputs that are actually really consistent with people that are making their best deals. There's some key indicators that I talk about there in that podcast. And we'll be talking more about those about like, how do you know you're actually on the route to make a great deal? Or how if you check in with yourself, is your mindset in a place that you're really probably at risk about making a, a bad deal? Um, <clears throat> and then if we have like a space that in that month, depending upon whether it's four or five we, uh, Wednesdays that month, that we'd have like an ask an advisor session where we'd bring in, you know, one of our asset protection people, tax people, insurance people, estate planning, whatever it would be from internally from RLS to do some um, education on that for whatever is uh, most top of mind for the community um, at that point. But so these are like our four different categories and what we thought might be like a good smattering um, of it and that... Um, um, but this is this is flexible, right? To like needs the community and what do we feel it's going to work, right? But these are essentially like the four major areas where I think we could um, build content um, together. <clears throat> so coming up for us here is we won't have any. Um, sorry, we won't have any session here the 16th because it'll be the virtual summit. Um, we won't have a session here on 23rd because it's the Thanksgiving. Um, so in, in November 30th is this is um, we're going to have a talk with Pete about making sure that we have all of our year in tax planning um, done here correctly. And then we're going to have our first two sessions here on December 7th and 14th um, for the deal, around, deal analysis and rubric development. So what does this mean is that we actually have like a, a large section of breaks that are coming up from the group coaching. So what I'm going to ask. <coughs> so. How do we use the time like effectively in the meantime? One of the things that we might want to consider is um, now if we say like, hey, well, we, we have like a understanding of what is going to be the types of deal vetting we're going to go into, the types of deal making we want to study together, then it's going to be looking at, um, great, well, 
who who is already doing something that's like that? Like who is already doing something professionally? Maybe already has a course, or we already have it like internally. Uh, somebody who's who's executing on that on that strategy at a high level. Um, so we can start to study like what they've already created and then see like from what they've created, what is going to be appropriate for like our community where we're at and doing the growing that we need to do there. Um, so those would be pieces that I'll need help y'all's help with reaching out to me about, you know, who, um, who might, who might those people be right that you know of, whether it's yourself or somebody else that you know, or a professional coach um, that knows about how to do this stuff where you're, you're finding wholesale deals in tertiary markets and you know, pricing them out for long-term rentals and short-term rentals, and that are going to be doing this, um, this sub two or um, contract for deed stuff. Um, so coming up here into January too, you can see how we've started to look at like, great. Well, we think by these two days, like in January, we should have our deal analysis and Rubik development dialed in, and we should be ready by January 18th to do like our first group sample deal together um, with using the tools that we had spent now four sessions going over to do like the deal deal analysis and development for. And you can see here, like on the 25th, we'll have like an RLS staff member to come and present on whatever we think is going to be most uh, appropriate um, for us to help us with uh, any of the other pieces that we've discovered as hurdles um, and what we found out in the previous month and a half. Um, and then we continue on with like going through February, right? Where you can see it's a lot of... Um, Anywhere we have deal analysis, rubric and development, the moment that we have like that dialed in, we said, cool, we feel like we got the rubric and the analysis dialed in where it needs to be. Those will likely just shift to saying like, let's review another deal together and just keep turning the crank on saying like, hey, we're gonna meet together once a week. We're gonna connect with people. We're gonna improve our execution skills and we're gonna at least analyze a deal a week, right? So that way we all know we're all inside of the game for at least one deal a week of doing deal analysis. You should be shooting for like five to 10 if you're gonna be a top level investor. Um, but if you're at least doing one a week, at least you have momentum because most people are doing zero. And it doesn't matter if they don't have any money, Gilbert. I'll tell you that right now. Because if you're finding great deals, the money's gonna find you, right? So saying, ah, I'm not looking at deals because I don't have money right now. No, no, no. That's not the way the game works. Well, the way the game works is that you get so freaking good at finding deals that you have all your money like put into like amazing deals yourself. And then all these other deals that you're finding and analyzing, you're actually selling them off to other people or raising OPM to get into more deals. And that's how you scale your real estate portfolio infinitely is because you have a dual component of income. You have all your passive income, which is all of your capital, but you're also making more money off of uh, making more money to push into the new deals. But the only thing that you really have to control is my deal flow and deal vetting, right? And that's like the business of people that are able to J-turn and get like, well, how the hell did they get like a hundred properties inside of three years, right? It's because what they understood was the number one thing, which is what matters is how many quality deals do I get off my plate? How many of those deals can I analyze? And they know if I got good deals, the money's always easy to find. <clears throat> Yeah. So Connie in here says, when we learn these skills, even with zero capital, we build relationships, we get results. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That is the way the game works. Okay, cool. So any um, feedback, concerns, uh, anything that comes as like a, a piece that anybody's like excited about that says, hey, this like makes sense uh, for like what, where we think we can move as a community and what things we think we can do. 
I'll even take like a positive emotion or <laughs> yeah, Connie, Connie, help us with some feedback. Yeah, I always have something to say, you know me. Uh, I just really appreciate the opportunity to be part of this group because again, I just posted our results change when we change. And, you know, this short-term rental deal that I'm doing now, it literally fell out of the sky on me. But, you know, my mother used to say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And having had the training, the right mindset, um, I think really facilitated our ability to move quickly when the opportunity presented itself. I didn't have a grandmaster plan to get into short-term rentals um by purchasing a place i was thinking of building an addition on the back of our house but when zoning didn't allow for renting an addition uh literally like that same time period this deal appeared and boom we were able to take action and so having the mindset and having the relationships and having the support in being a, a group like this is extremely valuable and hey guys i've been in groups that charged money and Scott does not. So how valuable is that? It's like infinite ROI. Thanks, Scott and team. Yeah, thanks, Connie. Yeah, you know, it'll always be part of our mission to be able to, you know, our, our goal in Royal Legal Solutions is to be able to help as many people as we can get to financial freedom as fast as possible, right? That's where we think we make the biggest impact in the world because that's when you have the oxygen mask on yourself so you can go help other people, show up for your family, show up for your community, show up for your country, whatever the case would be there. My intention is to always keep this stuff free, even though it costs significant resources to have like the staff to be able to manage like the Discord channels and set up all the group meetings and everything like that there too. So while I ask in return is that everybody show up, right? And they show up and they show up like having done the work, right? In the background. If we have to charge money for everybody to do the work, to actually show up and do the stuff to actually prepare to make the meetings valuable, because people are like, well, I'm not gonna do the work unless I'm paying for something, then we'll have to switch it up, right? But at the end of the day, it's like we come to these meetings to work together, to connect together, to go to a common purpose together, which is how do we increase our net worth? How do I increase my passive income? How do we become financially free so I can go out and help other people into it? Cool. Any other feedback, guys? Yeah, I've got a little. This has been good, sure. but I'm excited for the intentionality of it and, uh, you know, the goals or the outcomes. It's, it's exciting to have a diverse group to learn from. Yeah, can you share with us a little bit more about that? Well, I've been coming just to see what it's all about for months, and um, I've definitely been coming more regularly lately, and I always learn something when I come, but I also come with no expectations, and I'm I'm one that really sets my, you know, intentions and, and goes after them, so I like that this group has such um, that it's working on having such intentionality for growth and, and, um, the mentorship aspect and networking and the intentional side of it. I, that's exciting. Like it's, that gets me excited to come and to do the work and to know that there will be even more outcome from it, you know, if everybody's participating. Oh, cool. So what I'm hearing from you is that like, where you see that there's like value in the group is like, well, these things aren't running yet, but it looks like what we're moving towards is super clear intentions with really specific outcomes that should happen. And that that's exciting because it's not like, oh, we're just coming to hang out. It's like, we'll know if we're successful if we are getting, if I'm building my network and I'm increasing my deal flow and I'm in masterminds, if I'm actually improving my execution tools and getting more stuff done each week, 
I'm actually analyzing more deals and getting more sophisticated with how can I look at deals differently? And that those are the pieces that you get excited about. Is that right? Nice summary, Scott. Yeah, very nice. That's the third time today, man. <laughs> Call me the summarizer. Yeah, I love it. I'm into it. I love it. Thanks. Thanks, Katie. Into it. I just always like to recap to make sure that I hear everything that somebody says because there's so much wisdom in it. And if I don't recap it, then I don't really fully grab it. I'm like, okay, cool. That's what it was. That's what Katie reminded me of. I'm like, that's really what's valuable to keep my attention on. I'm into it. I don't know if you guys are like me, but I'm a bit ADD, right? There's a thousand things that cross my mind and I have to like focus in. I'm like, that's the one thing that matters, you know, and then hone in on that one thing that matters and then drive that. And then everything else works if you focus on the one right thing in my experience. So thank you for that, Katie. Reminding us about intentions, the power of intentions. Cool. Um, awesome, guys. So um, what I would really love some help with um, in winding up our meeting here um, for today um, is going to be about if you're somebody that says, hey, I understand how to um, wholesaling tactics on marketing to find deals, especially in tertiary markets. But even if not in tertiary markets, do you understand how wholesaling practices like work and best practices do that? Um, bonus points if you actually have a training program that you have access to or know about, right? Um, the second thing is that I'd like some help with. Um, so these are all things to like reach out me with if you happen to have knowledge about them, please. So it's about like wholesaling um, and the marketing tactics that are around that. Uh, bonus points if that goes into a tertiary market and or you know like a coach or a, a program that teaches around that. Second is going to be around sub two deals or contract for deed, right? We're like sell, or seller financing. I think those are all basically the same exact thing, but just different words. But it's essentially like leaving the existing indebtedness on a property when you acquire it. And the same type of thing, right? Like, do you, are you already an expert at that? Um, do you know of somebody who teaches, you know, on that? Like that has like a top tier coaching program that's about how to acquire properties like that. Um, and the, like the legal aspects and whatnot that go into it. When that processes. And then three, um, it's going to be vetting um, short-term rental, like a model for how do you vet like the finances around a short-term rental versus um, modeling out as a long-term rental. And I think that hits us with all three pieces. One, can we go find the deal? Number two, if we can, um, if we can find the deal, how do we close on it? Right. And then if we can close on it, what's going to be our rev model? Is that all super clear for everybody on what I need help with? And that, cool. So if you can email me at scottroyallegalsolutions.com with any information that you have on those three, please give me like overly communicate rather than under communicate. Don't assume that I know anything, right? Assume that you're gonna spoon feed me everything. Like I'm just a kid off of the street, okay? Um, with it. And then um, from there, I'll take those resources with the team and then we'll compile them. And then that's what I'll bring back to the community is gonna be that crowdsourced wisdom. Okay, so email me that key info at scottroyallegalsolutions.com. Any, any questions on that before we go? Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Connie, Katie, Julie, Chris, Maria, Cheryl. Great to see you in here. Nestor, Gilbert, Katrina, Paul, and Robert. Awesome guys, Devon, David. Um, thank you guys so much for all showing up here today and being part of the community. Looking forward to working with you guys and, and all getting rich together. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye.